0: Welcome to Across the Margin Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Shields. Across the Margin Podcast is part of the Osiris Media Group. Head over to osirispod.com and check out the vast array of podcasts they have to offer. That is osirispod.com. Today's episode will assuredly be our last of the year. And with that in mind, I just want to say thank you. Everybody who has supported the podcast, it means the world to us. And thank you to all the guests that have been on. It's truly thrilling and humbling who has who has come on this program here. So, thank you, everybody out there. Happy holidays and a happy new year. In this episode of Across the Margin, the podcast, we introduce you to American Gadfly, a documentary that tells the story of how, a decade since his last campaign, eighty-nine-year-old former senator and 2008 presidential candidate mike gravel came out of retirement when a group of teenagers convinces him to run for president one last time through the center's official twitter account the four gravel teens as they became known as embark on an unlikely adventure to qualify him for the democratic debates in order to advance an anti-war anti-corruption and direct democracy agenda in the 2020 presidential race working together the young activist and the experienced politician confuse and amaze the generations between them. To properly delve into this powerful and inspiring documentary, this episode features an interview with the director of *American Gadfly, Sky Wallen. For over a decade, Sky has been deeply immersed in the worlds of documentary, journalism, and activism. He spent several years filming with scientists and activists at more than 20 water-related disasters across the United States. He worked closely with Mark Ruffalo on this project, leading video and short documentary production for Ruffalo's organization, Water Defense, for three years. Sky's work helped to expose multiple water pollution scandals that had been covered up, including Exxon's poisoning of Lake Conway in Arkansas and millions of organic crops being watered with oil-contaminated water sold to farmers by Chevron. This latest documentary of his, American Gadfly, isn't simply a documentary about an underdog trying to win an election. It's about how the next generation understands democracy, engages in politics, and influences ordinary people with passion, humor, and honesty. It's an excellent documentary about a really fascinating topic. It's streaming everywhere, January 4th, so go check it out and learn more about it in this interview with Sky Wallen.
1: Cross the margin. Cross the
0: margin. Cross the margin.
1: Cross margin. Cross.
0: Cross. margin. the margin. Podcast love the film really really cool it's uh thank you I've been interested in uh you know um uh, Gravel the teens it was it really it really struck me when it happened but um I'm gonna dive right in but so when um when did you come upon them because I was really struck by like the cameras seemed to be right there when it was all happening I mean it's it's kind of developing real time you were you know they were even there for the first meeting with him and when did um you know when did it all come about for you? Yeah, well, for me,
1: you know, I was a teenager. I was, you know, ending high school, 17, 18 years old in mm. 2007, you know, during the 07, 08 presidential cycle. And if you remember at the time, the, you know, the war in Iraq was, yeah. was becoming deeply unpopular. Um, and, you know, our question and, uh, you know, our role in the world was was really at the forefront of Americans' minds and, of course, the economic crisis, etc., And yeah so i was starting to get you know more politically aware and i was really interested in in who was running for president and i saw mike Gravel on stage just throwing rocks left and right (laughs) and and say and and his message was unique you know he was he was definitely not a scripted politician Mm -hmm. and i looked i looked into his past when he's got a wild history Mm -hmm. you know as a young senator he from alaska he um he read the Pentagon Papers into the public record. Um, yeah, and you know, I mean, he was a, a huge champion for press freedom, and you know, his his Supreme Court case, which which basically allowed him uh, constitutional right to uh, read those papers into the record. Um, uh, you know, he kind of took the guts out of the government's case against the New York Times. Um, so anyways, I, I fell in love with the guy, and he was funny, too. Yeah. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> He's got a great personality, for sure.
1: Yeah, and I just followed him for many years and just read, read his books and always kind of wanted to do a project about him, mm. maybe a scripted one, you know, about his role in the Pentagon Papers, possibly. Could never really figure anything out. And then, you know, the, tw- the 2020 cycle was coming up, mm. and these, these, I read in the Rolling Stone, these... These teenagers uh, drafted Mike to run for president again, and we're kind of making him into a meme. And so I, I was able to get Senator Gravel's phone number. I called him up. Mm-hmm. I said, "I, you know, I'm I'm looking for a project right now. I, I have a little bit of a little bit of seed uh, support for a documentary, and I would love to film this um, at the early stage." So I, I I got a hold of them very early on before the kids even Obviously. met Mike. Yeah. yeah, they hadn't even met Mike. So, oh. so yeah, so I, I, zipped, I zipped over to New York a week before, probably four days before they met Mike uh-huh. and um, was able to film them. And then I rushed ahead to California where, where, um, where Mike was living in Monterey and filmed him before he met the kids.
0: And then I was able to film the meeting at the airport. So yeah, yeah, the rest is history. That was that was incredible. I was surprised uh David wasn't there. That was the only thing. I was like, oh my goodness, because he's such a big part of it. Um, that's crazy getting the calls from them, you know, to meet him that from you. It must have been really exciting. And I was gonna kind of start with saying what you know, asking you what's so special about Mike Rebell, and you really you know dove into that. And and it's 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 fairly obvious to both of us, but uh, and I talk about it a bunch in the intro. Um to this episode, but let's talk about what's so special about these kids. It's not a regular high school kid who's going to spend their time being, you know, so politically active. And then, you know, being even aware of Mike Revell is pretty impressive um, in my eye. So what is so special about these, these uh, teenagers that they wanted to get, get involved and reach out to Mike?
1: Yeah. I mean, these kids, they're, they're, well, they're super smart. First of all, they've, they've read just volumes of philosophy and, and political history and um they're they're very conscious of the of the world at large you know a lot of their focus is on issues in South America for example mm-hmm. um but they're also they're also kind of bad I mean and I don't mean that in a bad in a, in a negative way I mean yeah you know they're they're mischievous kids yeah. and they, they are gadflies yeah. and they you know for you know before year a couple of years before the presidential campaign mm-hmm. you know david ox ran for mayor of the small town of ardsley new york
0: yeah. mm-hmm.
1: and that was sort of their first big brush in 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 uh you know fighting against establishment politicians yeah. and you know they 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 all worked together on on that same same group of kids mm-hmm. um for the most part and yeah they they caught i mean they They cause a kind of ruckus in Ardsley. And I think they just kind of get drawn to these sort of conflicts and they're, and they're super sharp and they, they see past the veil of the the hollowness and the fakeness um, that uh, so many politicians uh, uh, exude. And so, yeah, I mean, the, you know, they were struck from the ballot, you know, Mm. I mean, the establishment really did, you know, do everything they could to To keep them from actually making a difference in that race, but, anyways, you know, partly it was partly a joke, partly theater, but -hmm. also, they're kids and they're trying to find a their way to make a difference, and the ways that they've been able to express, you know, their views, um, have been sort of, you know, some may call it some type of theater, but they get conversations going, Mm -hmm. um, and it's just it's it's incredibly. Exciting to see kids, you know, trying to operate at this
0: high level of 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 governance and politics. It truly is. It's wild to see them at times, like you know, doing all the things all their campaign managers are doing, and they're at that age. And you mentioned it earlier, uh, right away, that when you were coming of age, the Iraq War was there. I mean, they they said it right off the bat that they were a generation coming to in this kind of broken. It was so much broken, you know, with climate change and and wars, you know, waging, but. They were like you said, sharp, and I guess um, you know uh, the senator was struck by that right away because I mean, think about the trust that it takes to give away your, you know, your voice in your Twitter password. So, so when they first met, he was taken by them initially. Is that that's that's what I got from the film?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, you know, Mike, who sadly passed uh, about four months ago, I think. but he, just by his very nature, is, is extremely touch- trusting. And he, he talks about this in the film that, you know, you get burned now and then. But I think trusting is a very important trait, you know, to have. It's beautiful. And, and so, yeah, I mean, these kids called him and, you know, I, he, was, he was pretty game from early on. Um, you know, Whitney, his amazing wife, uh, she, she was a, more skeptical, right, rightfully so. You know, Mike's health was, was a question And just the cost of another presidential campaign and, and, you know, these, these things take a a toll on, on families. And, but Whitney talked to the the boys and was just so impressed by them and, Mm -hmm. and, and their intelligence about the issues and how they care about what Mike cares about. And yeah, I think, I think, you know, she was, she, she came on board and yeah, I mean, they, they read the tweets. You know, they disagreed with some of the swearing, here and there. They um, didn't like the f bombs. Mo- yeah. they did not like the f bombs. Uh, so they they tried to put a put a put a blocker on uh, that. But mm-hmm. I think this, you know, the rule was Mike doesn't leave the house uh, unless it's for the unless it's to go to the debate. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, and that was pretty much it. And they they kind of let the kids run run with it. And it was sort of a really exciting time, not sort of. It was a roller coaster of a time for Mike, yeah, because he was getting calls from press, and sort of he was going viral and getting memefied by these kids, and a whole new generation of people were introduced to Mike's story, his legacy, mm-hmm. um, and his and his views. And it was just, it was such a blessing to see these kids who sort of gave, gave Mike one one last ride right. on the on the train. Totally. I mean, Mike was, Mike was so happy and just so jazzed, Mm -hmm. so jazzed throughout the whole couple of years that they worked together and, you know, he, he passed away, but he was so happy. I mean, I was able to talk to him a couple of days before and he was just so, so at peace and so satisfied with, you know, the work that the kids were doing. Mm -hmm. He was happy about the documentary coming out. I mean, I'm, you know, Mike Mike changed my life and he, I consider him a you know a dear yeah. friend mm-hmm. and I'm very thankful
0: that we were able to work on this together and it was just yeah, that's incredible a man that is great I mean just like they um you know the team's were able to get the word out so are you with this doc and spread the word about him which I think is really awesome yeah he said he's like they uh they took me from oblivion and brought me out out front and that's just so cool and he just looked happy about that so um, just a little more background for the listeners. The, I mean, the, their campaign for president wasn't, uh, remarkably about winning. So what, what, what was it about? What were they hoping to uh, accomplish with this?
1: Yeah. I mean, their, their only goal and they were upfront about this from the beginning, yeah. they were not trying to win. Um, their goal was to bring issues that were not being discussed on the democratic party platform, uh, including, you know, the, and ending endless wars, Um, You know, fighting the military industrial complex, promoting direct democracy issues um, and overall just, uh, you know, obviously the incredible wealth disparity in our nation, and our world, um, bringing these types of issues to the forefront and, you know, largely calling out establishment politicians who give a lot of lip service for, you know, the existential crisis of climate change. And then they don't do really nothing. do much about it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, mm-hmm. if, if it's such an existential threat, why aren't we fighting tooth and nail? Mm-hmm. You must not really think it is an existential mm-hmm. threat, for example. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I mean, and also this is just my theory, but I th- yeah, I think the kids wanted to Start find a, oh, some kind of, some, to find some loopholes so they could run for president uh, oh, wow. at age 17. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I mean, it, it was it was their only kind of path to to do something yeah. like that and mm-hmm. to to kind of do it with Mike under the under the meme of Mike yeah and um, I mean yeah I think and I think they succeeded in getting their word out and
0: yeah i was just gonna ask just, what, do you feel it was a success you know their goals not being winning but their goals as you just stated do you feel that was successful
1: yeah I think it was successful because so. you know even and I don't want to ruin the movie but. Yeah, like the, the reality is that you know, if you get up on the debate stage and Mike says this, you have five minutes maybe mm-hmm. to talk. Yeah. And what, what the kids were able to do, you know, in conjunction with Mike is get people talking about these issues for many months. And they made, you know, they made headlines. They had a big piece in the New York Times magazine mm-hmm. and many other places. And so the reality is that they had a lot of buzz going on and they yeah. still do. maybe to a a lesser degree now, but Mm -hmm. you know, they, they, like I said, introduced a whole new generation, probably excited older generations who already knew about Mike Mm -hmm. and are, are looking to educate people about, again, about issues that aren't really discussed a whole lot. Um, and, and trying to improve the democratic party from within, I think is, is a, a big part of what they're trying to do.
0: Definitely. Um, so let's discuss the method of delivery uh some as their entire movement took place basically on one platform right, and basically took place on twitter um and i mean this is very very unique but it also showed how important it was to have someone from that generation or someone who spoke that language um you know at the, behind the wheel there so i mean could you speak a little bit about um what it meant that that they were so good and at Twitter and actually what the language of Twitter actually, the power of that. Yeah. I
1: mean, they were, so you know, one of the things the kids did, they would, they would record the conversations they were having with Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Mike, Mike would just constantly drop, you know, like mind blowing kind of statements. <laughs> um, and they would sort of, they would sort of write it all down and, then retranslate that for twitter speak and i didn't know that things happen. Wow! yeah that was one of, one of their strategies yeah. and so a lot of a lot of their tweets were things that were that mike was telling mm-hmm. them um they may spice it up a little bit yeah. but um yeah i mean and mike knew this early on and, and, you know that these kids understood this technology mm-hmm. in a way that he, he could never and to mike's credit he was ahead of technology back when he ran for Senate in Alaska, back mm-hmm. in the late fifties, where he, um, he, uh, you know, he was really at the forefront of documentary campaign filmmaking. know, oh. yeah, He had, he had a, a real tour, make a documentary about, mm-hmm. about his run for Senate. And then he bought the, the, the full weekend slot um, in the, on the, all three channels wow. in Alaska. And uh, before the weekend started, he was way down in the polls. And after that weekend, they just played it on repeat all day, all night. And after that weekend, he he skyrocketed in the polls and was able to, to win that Senate seat. So, That's so yeah, so cool. a different time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he didn't understand Twitter, but he understood the concept that mm-hmm. this is the medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these kids are really good at it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to trust them uh, to get my story out there. Yeah. And so I think in that sense, it really, you know, it was it was
0: kind of wacky, but. But it worked out. Yeah, some I think some of the ruthlessness was that was he didn't expect uh, he didn't want to go walk down the road uh, of um, you know like we mentioned the F word, but there was he did he did not want direct attacks on people, which I which I thought was very very honorable. You know, I mean he's just an honorable politician, which you don't see every day. Which I I was really glad to see that that was cool. And um,
1: yeah, he yeah he was he was very much not wanting to attack other candidates, Mm -hmm. and um, now. The kids didn't always listen to him. No, they didn't. Um, so that's all, that's a part in, you know in the film. Yeah, but yeah. So I mean, I mean, I think there are in the film kind of shows two. There's two microvells right? There's mm-hmm. Micravell the man, mm-hmm. you know, and then there is sort of this this meme that they they make around it, you yeah. know, a sort of uh, that's sort of larger than a, any one human. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, they talk about the difference between microvell and at microvell Gary. for example.
0: Yeah. Yep. So,
1: and that's, I think, I don't know. I think it's an interesting theme at least yeah. like, you know, who is Mike Revelle, for example, <laughs> yeah. I know Mike Revelle personally, but uh-huh. I think it's, it's an interesting concept, what the kids do. It, it is him. It is his views, but it's also not him. It's yeah. his kids. Yeah. So,
0: it's fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's really a cool case study. Um, You know, it's when I've just always looked at the story I've always just been so inspired about but once you dig into it a little bit as you do with your documentary you do see some of the behind the scenes harder moments you know running a campaign is hard being young while running a campaign is a whole lot harder so it was you know there was a kind of darker side at some points with the harder parts and so what was it like watching you know some of these harder moments or just kind of watching these these uh, you know really young people navigate the rigors of a campaign it's it was the, some of those challenges and some of those, you know, moments that can be defeats were, that's pretty tough. Yeah, definitely.
1: And, you know, it was important. It was important to me starting out, not that I'm not, though I'm aligned and I, I love the kids and Mike mm-hmm. and the whole, all their, their things they stand for. I didn't want to make a puff piece at the same time. You know, I didn't want this to be like the campaign movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a film about a campaign so yeah, I mean, there are there are some difficult moments that the, the kids go through, and I wanted to show that. Um, and but the, on the other hand, they're young people, and you have to yeah. be sensitive and, no doubt. you know, I think, I mean, throughout, I was very much, in, especially in editing, like, all right, we we're trying, we still need to protect the kids. Yeah. Um, we need, but we need to be honest as well. Mm-hmm. And I think we, I hope, I hope that we struck the right balance um, because. You know, yeah, they have a little argument in Iowa and there's some mm. awkwardness, but you have to think, you know, the fights on that were going on on maybe Hillary Clinton's campaign, campaign. or on Absolutely. Trump's campaign. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I mean, you would compare that that to their weird exchange in Iowa and yeah. you know, it I'm sure the Iowa in our film was really dramatically uh, tamer yeah um yeah. i can imagine some real big presidential campaigns and things are getting thrown across rooms and people are crying a lot and you know i think the the reality is yes you know there were some dark some low moments some mm. moments of loss some moments of disappointment some moments of friction for example yeah. but overall i think you know it's they're positive people yeah. and and they they're friends at, at the heart and they have fun throughout the Whole yeah. thing. I yeah. mean, I had a blast. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, just just be I had a blast just following them and yeah, I being along for kind of that of, ride.
0: It's a really cool ride, you know. Yeah,
1: I mean, I was feeling kind of down and out, I guess, before I started the documentary. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was just kind of a weird time. Yeah. It still yeah. is a weird time, but <laughs> um, and and I was just thinking I, I need to get involved somehow. And I was so happy mm-hmm. that this this film allowed me to get involved and and again, like I, I followed them around, and I never felt cynical, you know, Amazing. being with them, even though they're in the heart of politics and and mm. you know all, all the BS that that surrounds it. But I don't know, I just had so much fun, and they had fun, and I think people, I hope people see it, and um, you know, everyone who sees it, they have a great time too. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's infectious, and it is. There's so many it's depressing. Inspiring things out there and Mm -hmm. this is definitely it's it's kind of light almost Mm -hmm. it's like it's about it's about real worlds about serious things about politics but it's just sort of bouncy and and you kind of just i don't know you just have fun
0: fun with it i could i could not agree more um any uh thoughts i interviewed david during the campaign um and when i was asking you know what's next because i mean how could you not when you see these young go-getters like what what do you what are you going to do next he was actually saying he's not going to deal with politics anymore he was talking about studying history or something uh how about henry or, or um uh elijah do you know anything about what they do they want to stay involved in, in campaigns moving forward
1: well um yeah well they're they're both you know deep right into now. into school yeah, yeah, undergrad, yeah, yeah um eli's at cornell um henry's at columbia mm-hmm. and the other henry's also at columbia and they're 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 pretty close to finishing up but mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Henry. The, the Henrys and David are are running the Gravel Institute right now. Oh, yep. Um, so they've started this sort of online think tank. Uh, mm-hmm. and they're putting out videos. Through the Gravel Institute. Um, I, I, you know, people ask me this question a lot. I, I don't know yeah. what they're going to do. Yeah. I, I mean, they can do anything. I mean, Henry's, Henry's sci- Henry's, Henry is studying science. Henry is Henry is studying science. Henry Williams. So it's. I mean, they're they're so intelligent. I mean. I would be surprised if David did get involved in politics. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the hen- other Henrys will. I, j- I, just, I don't want to label what, they, what they're going to do because they're, they're, they're also full of potential and yeah. they have different interests. They're going to run the Gravel Institute, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I don't know. The world is their
0: oyster. I think totally. they can do think-
1: anything they want to do.
0: Yeah, I think that's why we all asked, ask you that question. We're just like, man, they really, they got their, you know, the way they got in here and, and made this happen, actually pulling, you know, off running a presidential campaign and then getting the limelight they did. Uh, movies yeah. incredible. Um, I want to ask you really one thing. I was just looking at your bio and you've done a lot of work with uh, Mark Ruffalo and his water defense um, organization. That's incredible. Can, did you speak about what water defense is? Is that still an ongoing going thing?
1: Um, water defense is not an ongoing thing. Okay. Um, okay. I I I worked with uh, scientists um, mm-hmm. for years, and we crossed paths with water defense, and yep. worked in, in alignment. Um, but I gathered so much footage; it's 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 incredible. And we're working on processing that footage and, and making a mini series. Wonderful. Um, that that really just focuses on science mm-hmm. and clean water and technology, yep. and you know we. It's going to be broken down into oil spills, Mm -hmm. algal blooms, lead, you know, infrastructure, uh, you know, crop contamination Mm -hmm. from from oil wastewater uh, in California. Mm -hmm. And we have have so much footage and we're going to go through each of these major issues, get really specific, working with scientists um, and, you know, so that people can kind of understand what's going on in our water and what we can do about it. So I'm thrilled to... Once we launch this, um, the movie comes out. Uh-huh. American Gavel comes out January fourth. Yep. But once once that launch is is behind us, we're going to be switching into editorial and
0: getting that done and out there. Where can I? Uh, so I'm, I'm that's awesome. for that. I can. I'm going to keep an eye yeah. on that and reach out to you. It's, talk fun. About that. it's fun. It's fun. It's a it's a fun one. Water's. Yeah. I mean, think of water's just so so crucial. Look, all the aspects you just talked about. That's so many different angles of what's so important. You mentioned January fourth. Where so, can they find the movie?
1: Yeah, it's going to, on January 4th, it's going to launch on all the major platforms pretty much awesome. um, for rental and purchase on iTunes, Amazon, Vudu, YouTube. It's going to be on all these things I don't even know. <laughs> uh, Com- Com- Comcast, VOD, and all these yeah. VOD ch- channels. Awesome. And um, yeah, so that's that's what we're, we're focused on, getting mm-hmm. a, a great launch there. And then, yeah, we'll be working on getting on, on subscription streamers.
0: Uh, in, a, in a few months here, but, great. Great. um, well, it's a yeah, thrill. we're it's super a, excited. It's a thrill to spread the word some, it's, it's, it's great. It's, uh, it is, it's, it's inspiring. It's fun. It's deep, but it really it shows the power that people can have when they get involved And like, you know, you can get jaded sometimes and, you know, you're like, what can I do? And then you see this, you're like, wow, maybe I can do something and you can, you know, it's just, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I took away from it. So I loved it. And Absolutely. I, 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 I love talking about it with you. Thank you, Scott. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. This is great. I, I'm, 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 uh, very thankful.